Hey team, this is the Sports and Marriage Podcast, where we use our passion for sports to help us build a championship caliber relationship. I'm your host, Chad Thompson, here to coach you through the wins and losses of life, through the lens of our favorite sports. Let's kick it off. Welcome back. Thanks again for listening here to the Sports and Marriage Podcast. This week I wanted to kind of circle back to the last episode where we talk a little bit about John Moran. It's been a couple weeks since the uh, uh, alleged incident, uh, the Instagram Live where he was displaying a gun uh, while he was kind of blowing off steam after after uh, a game in Denver. Um, from that, uh, there's been a lot of a lot of backlash, and uh, we've seen now that he's been suspended for eight games. Uh, and I think uh, as of tomorrow, uh, the rec- at the time that we're recording this episode, I think as of tomorrow he gets to come back and work with his team. Last time we talked about how those decisions making hard, difficult decision making, the wrong decisions can impact not only yourself but impact those around you. And in families, uh, it's it's problematic. By making selfish choices, uh, it can impact those around you. Now, he's missed, uh, you know, he got suspended for eight games. Missing those eight games. In the last ten, Memphis has gone, you know, six and four. So maybe the impact of the team was not as great as we, uh, uh, you know, could have been. Uh, but they are in the race for the number one seed in the, in the Western Conference you know, so how did it impact? Maybe with John Moran there, we—I mean, we'll never know. But, uh, but he took himself out of the game by making those choices, which which really impacted uh, the team as a whole, not just him, not just him personally, not just his reputation, but also his his team and their potential uh, success. So, uh, so yeah, we, we were looking at that last time, but as as part of his. Uh, he did two things kind of to uh, to help out his case. And, and I want to kind of examine those a little bit here. Again, it's his personal life, but it affects the sports uh, life the, of, of his team, the success of his team. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, we're not here to judge, but I, what I like about his um, his approach, and, and, and of course it's based on the motivation behind it. So I want to talk about that. Um, a little bit uh, as well. So he he made a mistake. Um, he admitted to the mistake, checked himself into a place to get help. And we're going to focus on this quite a bit in this episode, where the importance of getting help when we're when we're struggling uh, and the need to do that. Um, it can be very difficult, especially for uh, people that want to 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 portray uh, an image of toughness of strength, of ability to overcome, to be resilient. Uh, we are hesitant to get help. And maybe, you know, he was trying to blow off steam after a loss, after a, a lot of pressure uh, in, in a, uh, you know, a different, a different city away from his home in a situation that wasn't uh, the best, made some decisions. I mean, I imagine it didn't really specify, but maybe he was, uh, under the influence of some some substances, it's not again in there, and I'm not saying any of those were performance enhancing or illegal. Might have just been alcohol. But when our 
inhibitions are down because of substance use, it can lead us to do things that we would normally do. Speculating on that, but I still think it's important to, to look at. So since the incident, he went and got help, checked himself into a, a clinic, which could help him to understand and to process maybe his motivations, why he was out partying when, you know, maybe he has so much to lose, uh, uh, when, you know, uh, the, both the team has a lot to lose and him personally, his reputation and other things, uh, the reputation that, uh, and the, and the, um, uh, the way people look at his, his family and his supporters and his, uh, the people around him and how they're, uh, helping him or hurting him. And so it's important. Let's highlight. He went and got help. Um, and, and I'm just going to assume the best, right? I'm going to assume the best that he really needed help. Um, and it wasn't just a PR move. It's not just, hey, uh, you really need to get help because you, it looks bad. It looks bad right now. So you better get some help. I'm hoping that that's what it, it was. Uh, because what I found in my profession, when I get to help people with some of their issues, uh, it's not until people really are, are motivated personally to go get help and not from any other external influences. So we see people who get help with their marriage. Uh, if they come into my office and they need help with their relationship, well, um, if they're there for the purpose of improving their marriage, then great, we can work with that. But if they're there because their teammate dragged them there, um, if they're there because they uh, because their bosses are aware of their marital issues and it's causing problems at work, and, and so they're there for um, any other reason than they personally want to improve their relationship, it's just not going to work. It's, it's not going to be helpful. Uh, the, the idea that I, I use for that is you, that you cannot jump out of an airplane halfway. And we've kind of talked about this before, uh, but I'm just reemphasizing it. If, if you're in a, a fast-moving aircraft and you're trying to, to, to jump out of it, um, you know, uh, you you can do that. If you can, you can do it halfway, but you're going to get hurt. If you're not putting your full, and the whole principle behind that is you, you, if you're not giving your full effort, then you're only going to get a partial result. And probably you're going to hurt yourself and hurt others if you don't, um, if you don't fully commit to getting the help and actually listening and implementing, you know, and that's really part of it too, right? So uh, part of our, our model for the greatest marriage of all time is uh, is commitment. And part of that commitment is doing what the recommendations are. Uh, you can all day long say, I'm going to do it. But if you if you don't really mean it, then you're just going to hurt yourself and, um, and others. So uh, these are a couple, you know, related principles. So we're hoping that John Morant was uh, able to get some help and that he is using those principles to help improve his life personally, um, that, and, and undoubtedly, if you're getting the help to improve your life, it's going to help you in your relationships. And, and in this case with this team, if he's, if he's operating, um, at his full capacity, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, then he will be better physically and in, in his job. So, um, in, in this case, it'll help the team. Being that he's such a great talent and an important part of that team, it's going to help him. Uh, and, and we hope that he went to get that help. He didn't stay very long, and, and, and I'm not saying he needed to stay longer. 
in whatever facility he checked himself into. Um, not sure all the details on that, but but I do know that if you get help and you're seriously seeking help, it'll it'll be good, and hopefully it'll be good for um, him as well. Uh, the other thing that he did was to apologize, and and again, why is he apologizing? And I heard um, I heard some criticism about the Jalen Rose interview. Um, people were, you know, promoting it, ESPN promoting it as a, a, an exclusive interview. You know, Jalen Rose, who had some very interesting comments. I really thought it was fascinating talking about how, you know, I was him. This is this was me at, at that young age, that much money, um, coming from you know neighborhoods and and being in situations where. Uh, where things could have gone really bad for Jalen Rose. Unfortunately, you know, they didn't. Uh, and he's been able to survive and had a great NBA career and, and a post-NBA broadcasting career. But uh, John Morant is in a similar, you know, boat. He's, he's uh, you know, Jalen Rose is really relating to him. And I think that's probably why they, um, you know, he was offering support and, and trying to help people to understand and have empathy for, for the, the players like John Morant, who get themselves in trouble, and I thought that was interesting too. They had a, they had an interview. I I think you got to take it for what it's worth, right? Uh, certainly, there is a PR element to it that that maybe there's some criticism for. I know that Dan Lebetard and his uh, radio show. Uh, under, I understand that he was critical of 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 the interview being too soft, not going far enough. Um, of course, again, it's a fascinating. Uh, insight into sports media and broadcasting as well. You know, Dan Labatard left ESPN. There, there were some disagreements there. He's always critical, or he has frequently been critical of uh, ESPN, who was his former employer. Uh, they're not in a relationship anymore. So, so that that also maybe plays a role in the in the the comments. We have to take that and understand. Okay, well, of course he has an agenda, um, but or he may have an agenda, not just to to you know, seek the truth and, and to, to um, promote um, honest journalism, uh, seemed to question how honest it was and that it only served ESPN. I've heard comments to that effect. So again, I, there's so many layers to this, um, this commentary and this situation I think are very fascinating uh, and really applicable in our relationships. You know, what are, what are the motives? Who are the people commenting? How are they getting involved and inserting themselves into a situation that, you know, because that's, that's the other piece here. Uh, John Morant has to answer to his family. He has to answer to his team. He has to answer to himself. Um, but then because he's a public figure, he has to answer to all these other voices that are out there. And he doesn't have to, but they are commenting, and he felt the need to um, respond so certainly there was an apology, uh, which again I, I'm taking at face value. If he's he, I'm taking it as he recognizes he did something wrong, that it could impact his team, that it is not a very good example for um, maybe other people that want to be like him or that admire him. Um, and so let's just take it for face value that he is sorry, and he is working on getting better. Uh, that's all we can do right now. Now time will tell whether we can trust his apology. If he continues uh, down a road of of making poor decisions, then we'll know that maybe it wasn't a sincere apology or at least he wasn't committed to changing his life. Uh, but we got to give some some time and some some grace and to um, 
you know, observe his trustworthy behavior and acknowledge when he's doing the right things. Uh, and so, yeah, w- great to hear that he's doing better. The suspension is going to end, and hopefully he can put it behind him and he can perform well. I'm not a Grizzlies fan per se, but uh, hopefully he can put that all behind him and do well, and, 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 and it'll, be, uh, it'll be good. Uh, we'll go ahead and take another quick break, as usual, and then we'll just kind of review uh, how this applies to marriage. A lot of obvious connections, but uh, in our relationships as we're trying to build the greatest marriage of all time. Let's see how these ideas of, um, of apology, uh, the idea of getting help, and, um, and, and just kind of tuning out the noises from everywhere else, or, or at least acknowledging other voices. Let's see how that impacts our marriage and how we can use it to, to help ourselves in our daily lives. We're going to go in a little bit of reverse order from how we talked about the issue with John Morant to close out the episode and and make our application to our marriages. So first, let's just talk about all the other people that are involved. You know, we 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 think that we're we're marrying one person, uh, but when we get into these relationships, we're really marrying a whole village or tribe of people. All of the people that love and support and raised and and helped our teammate uh their whole whole entire life and then and then you know even after we get married your your teammate's going to make friends and they're going to have people on their you know on their side supporting them and when we're in rough spot with each other when someone's made the wrong a wrong decision and there is some conflict in the relationship we get, start to get all of these um other voices and uh and it becomes very difficult for us to focus on fixing what's going on between us because we're listening to all of the other people who want to put their input in. Um, And and it's natural for us to seek advice from people that we trust, uh, people that we love, but we have to be very cautious about that. Um, You know, people that are on your side that that love you, that have invested time in raising you, for example, your parents or other people, people that have been around you, you know, I I see people going to their parents for, for advice. Well, of course, your mom's going to tell you, well, you're right, honey. Uh, you're you're right. You, uh, the person, your teammate is wrong, and you're right. Well, that's that's not necessarily objective, and so then they're going to feed you and continue to um, uh, to support you, and that's good. They're showing love, I suppose. But if they're not able to be honest with you, you have to get you have to get criticism. You have to get advice from um, honest uh, brokers when it comes to the the advice. They have to be willing to say, look, I think maybe, you know, you both. Listen, if, if someone is telling you that you're all right and the other person is completely wrong in any situation in your relationship, then you need to step back and say, okay, wait a minute. Am I getting the right information or are they just telling me what I want to hear or they're just supporting me? Because as I've said before, I don't care how bad the infraction or the decision or how much at fault one person is for a decision versus the other. Um, very few times would we say that that is done without some sort of impact or influence from the other person when wrong decisions are, are made. You know, again, with John Moran, if we go back to that, his teammates probably knew. I don't know if any were with him at this establishment who was the cameraman. Uh, or whatever. Uh, none of the other teammates got in trouble. 
uh, for being there. But yeah, like did other have other people notice that, hey, maybe he, he spends time doing things he shouldn't do. We're trying to focus on winning uh, games here and not, you know, partying and having a good time. I, I have to imagine that someone could have said something or maybe they because they didn't say something it contributed to uh, that's just that's just life that's just natural that's just uh, organizations how they work that's not um, judgment on other people it's just hey did you see something did you notice something did you say something before it became a crisis before it became a problem I know they addressed it afterwards but um, but yeah it's very very interesting to think about. I have to do some more research on that to, to get a better answer. But um, but um, who are we listening to when we get this advice? We have problems. We have contention. We make wrong decisions. Who are we getting the advice from? Uh, the second part is really just uh, apologizing. And when you apologize, there is, and, and I think we've covered it before on the podcast. We can cover it again. Just saying my bad. Um, Really, what I want to focus on, though, is is the motivation behind the apology. Is is the motivation just to kind of put something aside and 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 hope to be able to move on and just kind of stop talking about it, or is the apology there because you really want to? You really feel sincere and sorry that you've hurt somebody else's feelings or um, or whatever. So, uh, again, I I'm giving uh, John Moran the the benefit of the doubt here, but I would be concerned, you know, uh, until, until proven otherwise. Uh, and in our relationships, if we're not apologizing with the right attitude, with the right, um, intent, then we, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem, uh, because if we're not sticking to, if we're not sticking to our apology, if we're not sincere, then our partner's going to see right through it. Our teammate's going to see right through it. Um, or they're going to see that our, our, commitment to the apology or or the to the change or to to correct the right the wrong decision is insincere and they'll they'll pick that out and it'll cause greater damage to the relationship so when we apologize we need to do so with with real um, intent uh, to do better and with sincerity and if we do that then it'll go well for us and we're hoping you know, in John Moran's case, that that's the case. That that, that he'll he'll do well, and he'll uh, be better in his life just for him personally. Uh, besides the basketball piece. Now, one last thing uh, to highlight here, and this is the idea of getting help. Uh, unfortunately, in the last uh, little while, I've seen and heard about um, a couple more veterans who have um, taken their own lives. In my business, I work with a lot of veterans. I work with active duty soldiers. Uh, my current, my full-time job is working with them. And, you know, they, they uh, war is hard. War is complicated. War is messy. And it is a challenge on so many levels. And, and maybe one day we'll get into a special episode on it, but uh, let's, it's just so complicated and it's hard to understand and to cope with sometimes. Um, man, there's so many levels. There's so many levels I can't get into it. And I don't, I don't want to say, but just, just today I talked to a soldier whose friend, um, took his own life. Uh, two days ago, I saw another one of uh, my former soldiers who posted about a friend who was having a memorial service and, um, was related to 
um, self-harm as the manner of death. And it's tough. Uh, in our relationships, we may not be there. But my, one, my question and the question that we all wonder, when one of our friends, who we would do anything for if they would just call us, we would do anything for them. Uh, that you know, I wonder if they get worried that it's too embarrassing, or I don't, I don't know. We don't have the chance to really talk to them, and that's the hard part. The reality is, getting help, getting help is good. It it takes a ton of courage to admit it. In some ways, I wonder, um, you know, having been in some situations that were dangerous if it takes more courage sometimes when we get home uh, from these things to ask for help than it is to actually go and fight battles. Uh, Getting help is good, and it can save your life. So please get help. It, It doesn't have to be therapy for... A significant amount of time in your marriage, you know, your marriage is, is suffering. Here, here's the reality, uh, at least in studies that I see related to um, army suicides, uh, relationship issues is a significant cause. One of one of the mo- most significant causes of s- self harm, and so you know, man, again, I'm convinced that almost every marriage can turn into the greatest marriage of all time, if you're willing to put in the effort, the time, the work, the effort. Uh, if you apply the principles that we've talked about in this podcast and, and in other places, if you apply those principles, but part of it is sometimes you just need help. You need someone to get in, intervene and to, and to help you and to help you to see what's going on. So I don't know why. I don't know why we were so scared of that, that we would rather be, we would rather just not exist. Now, uh, the the reason, again, I'm, I'm trying, not trying to simplify this and to say that if everybody's marriage was better that that there would not be self-harm. There are significant issues, uh, post-traumatic stress. Um, there are other um, things that are happening in people's lives. We have chemical imbalances. We have um, other mental health disorders that may be uh, pl- playing a role in our relationship issues. I, I get that, but but I also understand that some people are... Um, just ha- are having some marital issues and that can lead them to want to take their own life. So my plea would be just for everybody. Um, and, and I guess I'm talking to maybe people in my demographic uh, that are males um, that are, you know, between the ages of 18 and, and 50. That's uh, a, it's a wide range, but just, 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 just go get help. You know, don't don't worry about your pride. Don't worry about your, um, you know, whatever. I, it just is is so hard. It's to hear and to see. Just get help, um, and that and that's it. So, um, we'll just co- close out from here uh, today. Uh, usually take a break before we do our close, but um, yeah, I'm glad to hear. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people are apologizing to each other. Hopefully, we're listening to the right voices. And hopefully we're getting help. Uh, I know that if you do, you will be um, you you will be better, and and you'll help you and your teammate will will be able to build the greatest marriage of all time. Until next week, uh, have a good week, and and uh, that's it for now.
The Sports and Marriage Podcast is written, produced, directed, and pretty much everything else done by me, Chad Thompson. A special thanks to the podcast hosting app Anchor and to Spotify. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Any opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and do not reflect the policies or opinions of my employer or any other organizations I belong to.